0: You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia.
1: Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. Today, we're gonna put the focus on digital and restaurants, which is a tremendous information, tremendous lot of uh, unique and fun stuff going on with restaurants. Uh, So much to the the point that there is a new association that restaurant owners really need to know about um, as they move forward and as they make decisions on what kind of technology is going to help them, Um, particularly when you're hearing about AI and all these different things. And you're like, what what do I need? What is going to help me run my business? Um so with me is Joe reinstein reinstein, uh, reinstein, sorry, uh Joe Reinstein, who's the executive director of the newly formed Digital Restaurant Association. so welcome, Joe. um you know first thing before we get into what the Digital Restaurant association is, I think we need to define you know how do you define what a digital restaurant is. you know I mean every restaurant, mostly every restaurant these days has uh, a website or an ordering system in there and they have a presence on the on the web um but what really kind of defines a, a digital restaurant to you
0: yeah uh thanks barbara so delighted to be here um a digital restaurant is a restaurant that relies on the use of digital technology to operate their restaurant uh and that could be in any capacity uh it could be online ordering uh, for takeout and delivery, uh, working with third party delivery services, but it also could just be in managing their inventory, their food, their operation, their staffing, their banking. Um, all aspects are uh, digital basically these days, and the restaurant industry is no exception. Uh, the restaurant industry was a little slow in adopting. Digital technology, um, but the pandemic accelerated all that. So, really, I would say that probably every restaurant is a digital restaurant in some way. We at the Digital Restaurant Association specifically focus on restaurants that do a chunk of their business online through online ordering for takeout, delivery, or even reservations.
1: Yeah, I think you, you know, what you mentioned now, you know, the pandemic really just accelerated a lot of use of technology uh payment technology different things that restaurant industry was kind of on you know it's like be nice to have but you know uh do do i really have to invest in it that all of a sudden you know all restaurants of you know the neighborhood diner was using qr code menus you know and and solutions that were pretty you know that they could implement quick but now you know they're they're having a time to consider. You know what what decisions do I need to make? What are, how do I move forward? Um, so how do you think the pandemic kind of affected that this digital aspect of restaurants?
0: Uh, I mean, it completely transformed uh, and disrupted the industry. I mean, uh, first of all, the pandemic hit restaurants a lot harder than other industries. Uh, sales fell by, you know, $240 billion, something like that. I think over 110,000, um, restaurants closed their doors, uh, in 2020 permanently. Um, you know, the only way to stay open as a viable business was through digital technology, was through online ordering for takeout and delivery. It was an absolute lifeline that saved the industry. Um, saved employment, um, and also um, importantly, plays an important role in people who are completely dependent on delivered food. Um, so, uh, really, the pandemic changed everything. And to your point, you know, before the pandemic, restaurants were maybe doing 8 to 12% of their sales online, um, but COVID really accelerated the rise of online food or food ordering. So now it's 30% averaging 30% of online orders for restaurants, some approaching 40 and 50% of their sales online. Um, and so it's really been quite disruptive, uh, but also transformational. And that's where the digital restaurant comes in is we sort of help restaurants deal with that disruption and transform it into a very positive business operation. Um, So now digital isn't just this temporary lifeline that saved the restaurant industry during the pandemic. Now it's transformed how we manage our guest experiences, our total operations, our marketing, our supply chain. Um, And that transformative convenience is here to stay. Uh, Consumers love the convenience of it. Um, and restaurants just need to adapt to this sort of quickly evolving digital landscape or risk being left behind. So
1: tell me a little bit about the origin of the Digital Restaurant Association. You know, you're just re- recently announced that that you were, were starting up. So, you know, how were the conversations, you know, that were in the end saying, hey, you know, we, this is something that's really necessary. We really need a group that's gonna focus on this aspect to help restaurants?
0: Yeah, so the Digital Restaurant Association is a, is a nonprofit uh, independent coalition of restaurants uh, and supporting partners and, and working together, advocating for a fair and sustainable technology ecosystem for restaurants. And as this reliance that we are talking about on online ordering and delivery has solidified itself in the industry, restaurants have lost a considerable amount of power over their brand, over the customer experience. Um, So we aim to provide our members with a unified voice and help them reclaim the ability to give their customers the best possible experience. Uh, And we're fortunate in that we're laser focused on all aspects of the digital experience and the digital operation. So identifying and solving the biggest pain points uh, in basically the most important, fastest growing aspect of the restaurant business, the digital restaurant business. Um, and by focusing on this narrower set of issues, we can better represent our members in these, in these battles, if you will, or, um, or these issues. Um, we're, we're fighting every day to make restaurants, digital business more fair, more sustainable, and more profitable.
1: Um can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you came to the DRA?
0: Well basically, I'm a advertising and marketing executive. Uh, I was on the advertising side of the business. I actually started by working on the menu revolution that Taco Bell created. so we were pushing fifty nine seventy nine and ninety nine cent tacos. I um, worked on Uh, a whole bunch of different businesses in an advertising context uh, for Pepsi products um, and Quaker Foods, uh, Wrigley, Chewing Gum and Mints. Um, And then I went to the brand side and was a marketing executive VP of marketing at a a very large healthcare manufacturer and distributor. But uh, I ended up uh, having sort of a radical career change when i became deputy social secretary in the uh, and then after my obama years i was global growth officer for one of the biggest digital media agencies in the world so i have this advertising and marketing combined with digital media and politics uh and being the executive director of the digital restaurant association is sort of this perfect opportunity for me to combine all these experiences in marketing, digital media, and politics and bring it together to to help restaurants. And what excites me most about this role is the opportunity to help an industry that I care uh, so much about. You know, restaurants are the soul of our communities. They are an economic engine that provides jobs and economic growth and by helping restaurants navigate this paradigm shift in the digital world, we can help them thrive and provide the unique sort of cultural and culinary experiences that they that make our community so special. So
1: you mentioned before, you know, the pain points of all of this and this paradigm shift. Um, so what do you see as the these pain points and the key challenges that restaurants are facing right now?
0: Well, um, The 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 restaurant industry, um, like we've been talking about, um, sort of woke up one day and their entire business was dependent on uh, the digital world uh, and digital platforms uh, and software and technology. Um, And that's been highly disruptive to the industry uh but it's also this huge um to expand their business to generate new revenue streams to more to operate more efficiently um but challenges uh remain uh many of these different pieces of technology don't talk to each other uh don't integrate well so you have multiple sets of data coming in to a restaurant operator and it's difficult to, to pull the insights and analysis from these different systems. Um, you also are subscribing to different systems. So it's there's a whole new set of costs uh, to manage your operation. Uh, but I would like to ladder it up to a challenge that's really about why people are in this business to begin with. If this is a one to one personal people to people business where uh, you know, people, restaurant owners, operators, people who are attracted to the industry, love the industry because they love the people and they love sharing these culinary experiences. Um, And when you think about, you know, you eat in your favorite restaurant, um, hopefully they recognize you. You're part of the community. They're a part of the community. They know you. Um, And it's because restaurants are able to build relationships with their customers and brand loyalty Um, And and that's how they're providing really high quality service. Um, And so now you have intermediaries, you have technology that's coming between the restaurant brand and their customers, and it's disrupting that customer experience and the brand experience. And it makes it difficult to provide um, that super high quality experience. So an example is you order on a third party delivery platform The platform puts a wall up between you and your favorite restaurant, or maybe if it's even a new restaurant, it's very difficult to communicate directly with the restaurant. And this has food safety implications as well, because if you are gluten-free or dairy-free or, or you have a peanut allergy, maybe it's just that you want extra hot sauce or pickles on the side. Regardless, Um, your ability to communicate these things directly to the restaurant and for the restaurant to communicate directly with you has been completely shut down. Um, And so that just causes problems. Um, In addition to the fact that there can be human error in pulling the order together, human error in the way the courier or the driver um, is delivering the food. We've all experienced um, that we've ordered food and we get a notification that it's been delivered and we check the door and it's to a neighbor's house and we just don't know where it is and the challenge of trying to figure out where your food is and to get a refund or now we're calling the restaurant um, and we're very hangry and we're wondering where our order is and the restaurant doesn't know who we are they don't recognize our order um, because um, there's an intermediary in the in the middle and so now we're, we still don't have our food. Now maybe we'll contact the app, and that delivery app may um, provide some sort of chat bot or automated AI-powered response mechanism that's very satisfying. At the end of the day, the app may refund our money, but that's not the app's or the delivery company's money, it's the restaurant's money. In other words, the restaurants produce the food, they've put all the operational costs into it, the the, the food is all perfect, and then it leaves the restaurant, and for some reason, it doesn't get to where it's supposed to go, and now the restaurant is being charged back uh, for that refund. So the customers don't even realize that the restaurant's being penalized for maybe a problem that's occurred during the delivery process, not at the restaurant. So in any case, the restaurant has a a disintermediated, disconnected brand experience with the customer. The customer can't communicate with the restaurant. The customer ends up being pissed off because the food was late or there was an item missing or it was delivered to the wrong address. They leave a negative review for the restaurant. They end up getting their money back, but they don't want their money back. They wanted their food. The restaurant, which produced the food, is now charged for the food uh, and doesn't get paid for it. Um, And it's this vicious negative cycle that's bad for the brand, bad for the customer, and ultimately I would say it's bad for the third-party delivery service as well because it's just a negative experience all the way around. It's all unnecessary. Um, If there was just communication between the restaurant and the customer – All of these issues could be resolved in real time uh, and and negative implication for the restaurant. So many um, online food delivery platforms are pay-to-play marketplaces that that reward big restaurants because they have the leverage and scale and resources to pay for visibility uh, and increased orders on the platforms. Meanwhile, small independent restaurants they're the ones being squeezed. They pay much higher fees. So maybe up to 30% or more. um, And that's fee, that's 30% just for the order. So in other words, the customer doesn't even see the fact that the restaurant has to pay 30% higher fees. Um, And so, you know, they have less visibility on the the pay to play marketplaces. They're paying the 30% fees. It's a negative, potentially Um, And and so imagine if you're McDonald's and you're spending a billion dollars a year in um, talking about your delicious food and creating cravings for, let's say, a Big Mac. You go to a delivery platform and you order a Big Mac because you want it now. McDonald's doesn't know who you are. You're one of their most loyal customers, a fan of one of their best products and yet they cannot communicate with you and you cannot communicate with them. So that's a broken system. Um, And so uh, I think that, you know, we talk about the challenges of specific pieces of technology and an operation and the data, but really it ladders up to the brand experience and the customer experience. And if we can just create communication, uh, customer information sharing, and more transparency around the fees, um, that would have a huge impact on improving the customer and brand experience.
1: So how does the DRA kind of insert themselves into this, which is a, really a lack of conversation now and, and kind of try to listen to both parties and say, here's what we do need to do moving forward to, you know, create and make this a better experience for the restaurants and for the guests?
0: Yeah, I think by being laser focused on these issues, certainly public policy advocacy is one of the major, um, major areas uh or part of uh, one of our strategic pillars for our value proposition of what we deliver to restaurants. So from a public policy standpoint, we're fighting for. And customer information sharing. Um, We don't want to dictate what the business terms are, um, what the marketplace pricing should be. That's for the market to work out. Um, We just think everybody should be aware of what the fees are. Drivers, customers, restaurants um, should all be aware of what the fees, the charges, the surcharges, the incremental charges are, um, including what the delivery platforms are charging the restaurants. Um, And then um, the consumer, the customer can make an informed decision about what they're willing to pay for that convenience and who's getting the money.
1: So talking about the customer, um, you know, they a, a lot of people were already kind of on the digital bandwagon before the pandemic, but definitely customers, maybe it's generational, but they you know, they want to pay on their phone, they want to have this convenience factor. Um, so what's the, cu- where are we right now with what the customers want digitally from restaurants? Um, and and still they want the experience, you know, they want the convenience, but they still, you know, they still want hospitality. Um, so how do you kind of combine all of that so that they have the experience that they that they want right now?
0: The customers want convenience. There's no question they want to be able to get uh, the food they want when they want it, where they want it, how they want it, um, and they're willing to pay for that convenience, and that is wonderful. Um, the the third-party delivery services um, have been uh, fantastic for the restaurant industry. One in saving the industry during the pandemic, and then even now, the the it, it gives customers access to restaurants they never would have had access to and they give them a completely seamless and convenient way to to order and get delivery. Um, But that doesn't mean that um, the way that the system operates is perfect or that it's fair uh, or even sustainable. Um, We've yet to see the delivery services um, be profitable. I think maybe one of them Is currently saying they're profitable, the others aren't yet. Um, And we also know that restaurants are not profitable with their delivery businesses, um, particularly um, with the the fees, the high fees that they have to pay in order to be visible on those platforms. Um, But, you know, I, I think that the the technology is here to stay and it's only creating new opportunities for the industry um, and everything from how you manage your business and how do you reach new customers. Um, So it's really a great time to be in the the business and to be utilizing technology. We just need to make sure that it's operating profitably and sustainably for all parties.
1: Um, So what is it that the DRA, kind of hopes to do um, and, you know, for, you know, for your, for your audience, um, you know, over, let's say in the short term, um, and then, you know, maybe Five years down the road, where do you see, you know, particularly as it relates to, you know, technology and and I love the term, the sustainable technology, because that's really what it is. You know, people are making an investment. They're not going to six months down the road, you know, throw out that investment. They want something that's going to work for the long term. Um, so, you know, what is it? What is it Do you kind of hope the organization kind of accomplishes um, over the short term and long term?
0: In the short term, we have a lot of amazing um, new legislation in the hopper um, in various parts of the country um, that specifically focus on customer information sharing uh, between the third party delivery services and restaurants. So restaurants are reconnected with their customers and then fee transparency. Um, just making sure that everybody involved in the transaction knows what all the fees are and who is the ultimate recipient of those dollars. So uh, legislation in Georgia, in Florida, in California, um, all in various uh, stages of development. Um, and, and so we're super excited about that. And we just need our community, uh, our membership in the DRA, but the broader restaurant community to be aware that there's are actually legislation pending that could solve some of our biggest problems, um, when it comes to, uh, um, third party delivery operations. Um, so the public policy advocacy is really where I'm most excited about having a really big and short-term impact, but I will say that it doesn't just have to be through legislation. In fact, you know, I'd prefer it not to have to be through legislation. Why do we want politicians to have to be an arbiter in this? The, 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 if it's not sustainable for anybody restaurants and the third parties then we should be able to work together in addition you know if if uh, the third party delivery platform customers um, who are looking for delivery for their for their food um, if they're having negative experiences and part part of the reason for the negative experience is that one the the fees are really high and they don't understand where all the money's going but also because they can't speak directly, and communicate directly with the, the, the restaurants that they're ordering from, that's a negative experience. That's a negative customer experience for the third-party delivery systems as well as the restaurants and the customers. And So those are things that we should be working on and thinking together. To say that I've had fantastic interactions with all three, the big third-party platforms, and they're all very eager to work on these issues. Um, we'll see if we're able to move the needle, um, but um, I'm encouraged that they recognize that um, we're at a state in the industry where we can focus on these issues and really work towards resolution and solutions. The other areas we um, are helping our membership around educational resources and technology solutions. So a lot of uh, mom and pops or small chain independents um You know, they don't necessarily have big IT departments, big marketing departments, big legal departments. You know, they're focused on making the food and and being in the hospitality business and satisfying their customers. And so um, they need help. Uh, They need help with a lot of the technology that is out there. And so we have um, fantastic educational resources um, from some of the um, biggest brands in the tech space. Um, that help with customer engagement, help with digital marketing, help with loyalty programs, how to convert a third-party customer, a customer through a third-party intermediary into a first-party customer so that there's a direct connection between the restaurant, how to create more direct orders through a restaurant's own uh, systems and platforms. So the educational resource and archive is, um, is a fantastic resource. The other areas around technology solutions, so we're connecting best in class technology companies with restaurants and these companies aggregate data, they streamline operations, they help with all aspects of a restaurant's business and it's, it's a place to go for restaurants to discover um, companies that can help them run their, run their operations, uh, improve their uh, online ordering mechanisms and improve their profitability.
1: You, know, you kind of what you're talking about is this, you know how uh you know how tech savvy you know somebody who is who just wants to make food kind of has to be um and um you know that that if they don't know, know where to go you know they they see different things they want it to work you know they're focused on you know making a burger or or making a milkshake or something like that and they're like you know, I I want a system that works. Um, And but there's been, you know, a generation shift where, you know, we're not really doing things in pen and paper anymore. That's, that's really going by the wayside. Um, So who you know, you mentioned your membership. Um, So who's joining? Um, And I guess, you know, a plea for for why? Why do you think people should join you?
0: Well, first of all, everybody is joining um, from mom and pops, Uh, to, you know, mid-sized independents to the largest of multinational chains, uh, you know, and everything in between. Um, Basically, all restaurants have pain points and challenges around their digital operation. Um, The big multinational chains, obviously, they're more interested in the public policy advocacy work we're doing, and they're most concerned with with their customers they built these huge brands with incredible loyalty uh, and and fantastic product and they want to be connected to the customers that they've rightly um, generated through their, their the same time uh, the mom and pops they they are more focused on the high fees that they're paying And so they're very interested in the work we're doing there, but in addition to taking advantage of the educational information. But the bottom line is, you know, restaurants are the soul of our communities. They're, you know, every culture is represented. Every culinary experience is available at every price point. And each of them deserves a chance to share their culture, share their culinary experiences, and provide these experiences without deep cuts into their revenue without having to operate unprofitably. Um, And so a system where we're working towards fairness, we're working towards sustainability. Um, And, you know, you have to realize that, you know, a similar dynamic played out in the airline industry and the um, lodging, hotel and lodging industries with third-party aggregators, if you remember at the dawn of the Internet, um, you know, you could go to Booking.com or Priceline or Expedia or Orbitz. And the promise was, oh, we'll show you all pricing and all brands and then you can make your decision. Well, in the airline industry, there's really only like three airlines. And so they are able to create loyalty programs and uh, direct ordering mechanisms where consumers are perfectly happy just going to American or United or Delta Airlines and booking their airfare. And um, in the lodging industry, it's a little more fragmented, but still you have a handful of hotels that own 25 to 30 brands. And so again, there, they've had the power to push back on the aggregators to create direct relationships with their customers and offer best pricing through their platforms. But the restaurant industry is different. It's completely fragmented. There's over 600,000 restaurants and they need someone to voice their concerns, to bring their collective voice to the market. And that's where the Digital Restaurant Association comes in at the intersection of restaurants and elected officials and other stakeholders and tech platforms. dedicated to advocating for everything we've been talking about, Barbara. So fee transparency, customer information sharing and furthering the interests of member restaurants across the country. But so that's why everybody uh, in the industry is excited about what we're doing and everyone is joining.
1: So where do people find you?
0: We are at digitalrestaurants.org.
1: Well, thank you so much. This was great. I really appreciate uh, taking the time.